Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. Thanks for being you for showing up powerfully in the world while it's called today and making that difference that only you can make. Do you ever question that in yourselves? Do you ever find yourself saying, hmm, I don't know if I really have what it takes. And yet, really you do. You have the tools, you have the talent, and you have the strategy. Now it's just a matter of taking all of those and showing up powerfully in the world. Imagine your words weaved in such a way that they reach the person that you're meant to help, to speak into their lives and make the difference in their life, to be the very air that they breathe by just showing up and being you. You can absolutely do that. You can not only do that in, uh, you know, just with intention, but you can do that with your time, with your talent, with your strategy, and with the tools that you have. There are basically three elements we want to talk about today. That's the tools, the talent, and the strategy behind you being successful at this really, and I don't want to oversimplify it because I know how tough it can be, thing called being the best you today. Yesterday's gone. My dear friend Ernie Villanueva, and you've probably even heard him on the show a couple of times, he always says, yesterday was a canceled note. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today is the only legal tender you can spend. You see... We either spend our time all too often worried and fretting over what was, the things we did, and often the outcome of that worry isn't a result that we're worried it will be. Or we spend our time planning for the future rather than just simply powerfully living as today with our tools, our talent, and a strategy for success. What if you had the capability to be able to make a dynamic, powerful, amazing difference in the world? Now I can tell you that I've got several of my live Write Your Best Seller in One Hour workshops that are coming up. The next one is, if you happen to be listening live, it is October 28th. Um, but if you're listening on the replay, I've got them coming up all the time. And uh, I look forward to helping you be able to share that message. I've got a couple of really great, three really amazing guests today that want to help you thrive as an entrepreneur. And they're going to take each of those elements, the talent, the tools, and the strategy, and really help you hone in to be the best version of yourself, to brand you as brand awesome. You really are amazing and powerful. You're incredible. You are called to live as a thriving entrepreneur, to make a difference in this world, to impact the world greatly, just simply buying you, just showing up today, being you, you are the difference in this world. I celebrate you in advance and I thank you on behalf of the whole of the universe for you just sharing who you are and your message with the world your tools, your talents, and your strategy for being the best version of yourself and making the difference in this world that only you can make. Because after all, 
Isn't that a key piece of being a thriving entrepreneur? We've got three really great guests, and I am going to jump right into our first interview right now here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Join me in welcoming Stephen King. Hey, Stephen, how are you doing today? Great. Great to be here, Steve. Tell us all a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Well, I'm an accountant um, in my DNA, um, son of Irish immigrants off the boat, American dream. Um, and uh, the big kind of turning point was 1979. I worked for a CPA firm as an intern. They put an Apple II PC on my desk and said, come here, here college boy, figure out what we do with this damn thing was exactly what Art Raiden, the partner said. And for the last 30, 45, 40 years from then, uh, I've been figuring out how to use technology to automate the back office. How do you streamline um, all the processes that you need to get data to help you make decisions? So Makes a lot it's of been, sense. It's been fun. Yeah. Apple twos. Boy, there are a lot of the younger ones out there that don't have any idea what we're thinking about. <laughs> well, what was really cool was the progression was basically every stage of the technology. Like, you know, when you got to a hard drive and then you got to a 286 and a 386 and everything gave, gave you a little bit more power. But right now, what's amazing is I got I spent seven years as a manager. Of, I was at Ernst & Young as a manager of accounting system design. And the technology that the Fortune 100 companies were looking for, activity-based costing, for example, you know, the ability to allocate your labor costs based on how people spend their time and get that information on your phone, in our P&L by customer, by job, to see the profitability of each team, of each service you deliver. It's magic. And so that's what's really where it's evolved to 35 years later today. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I mean, is systems what you really like helping people with, or do you really like helping them more with finance, you know, their finances and managing their money? I like uh, what's between the keyboard and the chair. The people. Okay. Taking care of the person. <laughs> I was going to say what's sitting in the chair, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, it's the person that's, that's there. I like what I love more than anything else is building a custom system, a solution that gets exactly what you need, working backwards from the decisions you're trying to make to increase profitability, right? That's what Ernst & Young does for, for Exxon. And, and then building that system and then training the person sitting in the chair, how to do it really smartly all the way down to not just getting the data in there the right way so that the smart back office can slice and dice all that profitability reporting, but showing them how to read and interpret the results, how to actually take that financial statement and add more value to the business owner. That's, that's to me, the, 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 the Change, you can change the world when you can change small business owners' ability to rely on that trusted advisor. So much so. There are a lot of business people. It's surprising to me how many of them, you know, because I kind of think in Excel spreadsheets. So, you know, I mean, moving into QuickBooks and things like that was fun for me. But uh, there's a lot of people that they don't understand their numbers. And I don't, I don't really get it. Uh, why do you think that is? Do you think it's just because it isn't approachable for most people? Um, I think it's the education system is at fault. I mean, we know what an isosceles triangle is, but we don't know how to read a balance sheet. It's the basics. It's, it's, it's understanding that, you know, you, you, you have to, um, you have to watch your margin and understand what above the line costs are versus below the line. Most business owners don't have an opportunity to learn that. They didn't go to business school. They're engineers, they're architects, they're marketing people. And there's no other place of learning, you know, how to manage the econ unit economics in a business. You know, what's the profitability on each customer, on each job, on each person or each team? 
And that just isn't what the traditional CPA does. I'm a CPA for 36 years. It's my sixth recession serving small businesses as a CPA, I'm proud to say. And our profession is designed to look backwards, not forwards. We're, we're, we're compliance driven. It's all about making sure that the IRS doesn't come knocking at your door. The bank is going to give you that line of credit and that anybody from the outside looking in has the information they need. That's financial accounting. Management accounting, which is what Growth Force does, is about helping the decision makers across the organization have the data they need when they need it. So mm. that's not widely taught. You know, when you go to CPA school, like I did, Pace University, management accounting is just really just starting to come on. And we've been doing it for 25 years. It's really fun because it help, you can see an immediate impact. You can see when margins, when you find time leakage and you see time that you're giving away and you find suddenly got extra billings, you can see it when you're missing costs in your bid, the project manager time and the travel time or that just, you know, email quality assurance and customer interaction time. When you add that into your bid, all that extra money goes right to the bottom line. So it's mm -hmm. management accounting actually gets you a big ROI right away. So let's, uh, let's give the people a primer and then they're gonna have to do more work with you, but let's start them off. Um, you know, because you're right, most of them probably don't even know where to start. So what is step one even of beginning to start management accounting rather than just making sure that you have accounting, I guess is the right way of saying it. Well, I think first one, step one is the right mindset, right? You know, it's in, it's money. So it's difficult to, uh, you know, your, your relationship with money and your family and your grands, your grandparents, you know, all affects this whole financial management acumen. You got to have a mindset as I'm, I can do this. I can do hard things, right? I'm going to be good at it because I know, that this is critical to success in the business. Step, so and that, and that mindset also, uh, uh, you know, and we have this five steps to profitability webinar series that covers this, you know, that's also step one is why do you exist? What's unique about your business? And, and for, you know, the smaller businesses, look at your, the founders' strengths and weaknesses. Know thyself. What are you good at? Do that. Get everybody to do that. And then get everyone aligned around that mission, vision, and values. And then step two is build a culture by design. It's all about the people. You, you, you intentionally recruit for behaviors, not skills to pay the bills. You can teach people QuickBooks. You can't teach them accountability. You can't teach them meaning or resourcefulness or teamwork or be a problem solver. And so by... by identifying who you want to be and then recruiting people who fit those behaviors. Now you're on your way to step three, which is where management accounting kicks in. And that's written goals. The simple act of writing down goals will increase your likelihood of success by 82%. A corporate uh, school up north called Harvard. <laughs> they did a study that said the simple act of writing down goals changes everything because one, it gets alignment. You get people growing in the right direction. You would expect that result. It also uh, helps people give them a line of sight between what they're doing and what success is, which helps them get a dopamine charge about success. But what I didn't expect in the study was Maslow's hierarchy comes in. We all have a need to belong to something bigger than ourselves. And when your goals when you know what your goals are and you know what your team goals are and why the team success matters to the company and why the team success matters to you, you won't let the team down. And you start getting employees to act like owners, to give you discretionary effort. And that's magic. So written goals. And then step four is keeping score of your actual results against those goals. Being able to look at where were you? Where, if you don't have a, a budget, you're missing half the value of every report. The simple act of writing down goals helps you get people to act like owners, and it doubles the value of your income statement because now you can see budget versus actual. And that's where you get everybody to focus. Okay, we thought we were going to hit this much in sales. If we have a, do we have a top line problem? The second place to focus is above the line our margins, our gross profit margins. 
Are we pricing our jobs right? Do we know all the costs to deliver our services? And are there ways for us to increase our margins? Because gross profit margin creates net profit. And then finally, in step four, keeping score, the last place after top line revenue or above the line is below the line. Your overhead costs. Do you have, are your, do you have too much overhead for the amount of margin you're covering? Is there ways to streamline and automate the accounting, the bookkeeping, the whatever you can, you're spending money on? So that's step four, keeping score. And you use that to, to see and keep track of who's contributing the most to profits. And then that feeds into step five, to me, the most important step, which is recognize and reward. You, going back to Maslow and the pyramid, we all need to feel important, have self-esteem. And we also want to be uh, self-actualized. We want to, to find our God-given talents, our creativity, and to be able to, to, to use those. And if you can do both of those things at work and then recognize people who do that, I'm not talking about money yet. I'm talking about recognizing more that important for esteem than money in the long term. And all of a sudden, you're going to get your employees to do it again and again and again and again and again and again because they know what's good for them is the re also recognition and reward. And by putting in profit sharing, and we have a one-page company scorecard that we suggest you share with everybody in the company. Shows you the five most important drivers of every business. Top line revenue, gross profit dollars, gross profit percent. And that's the most important. That's the sharks always pay attention to that on Shark Tank. That's why they ask you, how much does it cost? And what do you sell it for? Because they're looking at that gross profit percentage. And then net income dollars and net income percentage. And if people understand why increased profitability is good for them, you're going to find them acting like owners. So that's the steps, Steve. I don't... I hope that answered your question. It did, absolutely. So, and you're saying you have a, a webinar that you teach on this? I do, yeah, yeah. We partnered with Insperity, which is a, a $4 billion uh, outsourced HR company, PEO. And uh, we created a, a webinar that show, walks you through what do you need to do for each of those five steps, how people drive profits. And it's really geared for service businesses, especially where people is the biggest expense. So I know there are a bunch of people that are going to want to at least take that, um, at least take that masterclass, if not, you know, work with you directly. How do people start the process of engaging with you? So you can stop by and visit us virtually on our website, which is www.growthforce.com. That's G-R-O-W-T-H force.com. We share a lot of helpful advice and are happy to answer any questions on our chat there. We also, you can link into my podcast, where Path to Profitability, where we invite people who have done it to share how. Uh, email is the best way to reach me. It's Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, at growthforce.com, or uh, LinkedIn. I'm Stephen King CPA on Twitter, at SKingGForce. I love it. So, um, I, I mean, I hope everybody just goes and, and interacts with you on some level. But for somebody who is listening to this, what is an action they can take right now today to begin to uh, really put into action what you've taught us here today? What a great question to end with. Um, it goes to step one, step, step one of step one, which was mindset. Get the right mindset. Your health is your wealth. Right? My Irish grandmother used to always say that. And, and no matter what, it takes time to have to 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 um, to be what you be what are you grateful for? You know, I, I I got this two minute mornings book where you just write down for a minute the things that you're grateful for, what you're going to let go of, and what you'll focus on, and just get the right positive mindset from a from a position of abundance, not scarcity. We're about to enter into the most rapid growth in the American economy since Ronald Reagan. Unemployment is going to be 4% is what they're predicting by this time next year. Well, that means that turnover is key. So, um, you know, get the right mindset of having a opportunity ahead. And if you're not strapped to a ventilator, you know, suffering from post-COVID, um, just be thankful and start there and be happy. And, you know, positive energy gets positive results. Well, that's awesome. 
Stephen, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the show today. Thanks for having me, Steve. What are you going to do with and for the person between the back of the seat and the front of the desk? How can you help that person, you, show up and be powerful in this world? How can you be today a thriving entrepreneur? We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven, we've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve, reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now, what are you waiting for? Grab a pen, here we go. All you gotta do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. As we talk about your tools, your talent, your strategy, your you for you showing up, powerfully as the best version of yourself in the world. Um, I'm so excited to bring on our next guest. In fact, I'd like you to join me in welcoming Sierra Stockland um, as we jump right into the interview. The first about two seconds of me saying hi to her in, in this interview didn't come through, but we're jumping right into her telling us about who she is and how she shows up in the world. Entrepreneur, born and raised in Fargo, North Dakota, of all places. Um, and um, what I really work on every day is helping inventory-based businesses build more profit into their business by focusing on the numbers. So something that not a lot of us as small business owners like to touch, (laughs) it's not always the fun part of business ownership, but I really help inventory-based businesses build profit by looking at the right things. Ooh, I love that phrase, the right things. So what are the right things that we should be looking at? Yeah. So, you know, I've um, built, sold, lost, win, won a lot in business. And it took me quite a few years to really understand how important it was to focus on building a strong foundation by looking at my numbers. So um, the, the business that I had for the longest amount of time was a boutique. And of course, I loved merchandising and selling to customers, buying all the beautiful things, um, but really didn't understand how important it was to understand and know my metrics. And when I um, came across a mentor who really helped me understand that part of my business and the importance of it and helped me simplify it down in a way that wasn't scary, um, but, you know, in a way that I could easily understand, I really understand or started to understand how much power that gave me as a small business owner. So to me, when I'm working with a client um, and telling them, you know, to focus on the right things, it's really those everyday metrics. So in inventory-based businesses, those would be things like top line revenue, margins, really important, you know, how your expenses um, align with what you're actually bringing in in cash, and then ultimately profit. How often do you find that when you're going through those numbers with people, that um, that the person is actually not actually making any money off of their product. It feels like it because they're making sales, but they're not really actually making any money. Yeah, 
Really often, <laughs> really often, Steve. Um, you know, because I think as business owners, we focus or we're taught to focus on that top line number. So setting a goal for our sales, driving ourselves and our team members, you know, to make that top line sales number. And what I find specifically with inventory-based businesses is that um, they're constantly in this um, kind of hamster wheel of, you know, I, I made a lot of cash. I had a lot of sales this weekend or last week or last month. All of that cash deposited into my bank account, but it's all gone, Sierra. It's it, There's nothing there. Like, where did that money go? Um, and so really helping them understand how inventory plays a role in where the cash come, you know, comes in and out, um, how many more profitable points, if you will, they can have in their business just by increasing margin or pushing the price elasticity of product, um, you know, can make a, a dramatic difference in their bottom line. And so it's really, really fun for me and exciting for me to work with an inventory client and just show them a couple things that they could focus on that instantly keep some cash in their bank account. Now, do you tend to be more of a have a really good stockpile of products kind of a person or more of a just-in-time ordering and delivery kind of a person? Yeah, so when I had my boutique, I was never a boutique owner that loved stock in the back room. I always tell my clients, inventory is cash on hangers and cash in boxes. And we would never shove cash in boxes all around our house and never count it, you know, store it up and never do anything with it. Inventory is our lifeblood um, in a retail or inventory-based business. And so I like to teach my clients to really turn and burn their inventory in a smart way. So one of the tools that I work on with them right away is an open to buy, which sounds a little scary, but it's basically a buying budget so that you're buying the inventory into what's actually selling, looking at what's selling and then buying inventory back into that and then turning it, you know, in a, in a quick and efficient manner. So what happens when, oh, I don't know, a COVID hits and that metric changes on you overnight? How do you, uh, how do you regroup? Oh, that's so such a good question. And I think every small business owner, those that were inventory based or not, you know, we all faced this last year. So understanding and focusing on your numbers and your metrics every day really prepares you for something like a COVID or a natural disaster or a team member, a prize team member leaving or anything that can come up, you know, in a small business that might be a challenge. Because when you're constantly focusing on your metrics and you understand all of the key performance indicators. I know these sound like big words, um, but just those, those really important pieces of the puzzle in your business. And you're looking at those consistently when something comes around the corner, like what happened last February, March, you know, when many of my clients had to shut their doors and pivot and change the way that they would sell their merchandise, they already had a good foundation on knowing what they needed to focus on. So instead of getting into this paralysis of like, oh my goodness, I can't open my boutique doors this week, I have to close, what am I going to do? They could say, okay, I know that I need X amount of sales at this amount per transaction. And so, although I might not be able to get those, you know, by people coming into my doors next week, I can focus on being creative, which is what we're so good at as entrepreneurs, um, to meet those KPIs or those key performance indicators in a different way. So instead of just this, like, oh my goodness, I don't even know what to think about, what to focus on, my clients could say, okay, I know what I need to focus on. I just have to do it in a different way. So there's so much, that's why I say there's so much power in really understanding the numbers of your business. Well, and that goes back to what we were saying earlier. That's a real advantage to not having, uh, I love that phrase, wads of cash shoved in corners all over your house. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. And I find, um, you know, whether a boutique owner or retail based inventory based business has been in business for a dozen years, or maybe they just started out. Most often we don't focus on managing our inventory properly because we just don't know what to look at other than I need to buy cute things that sell quickly. Right. But like, what's the science behind that? Um, and so, yes, we just, you know, I find that there's cash sitting around, um, i.e. inventory that's not being turned in an efficient manner. And we just keep buying more and more inventory, hoping that'll make the sales, hoping that'll keep cash in our account. 
I think of that store and I think every town, at least all small towns have that one eclectic store that is just jam packed to the roof, yes. you know, to the rafters with just stuff. And all of them are cute. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know, that's such a trap that we all fall, you know, that yes. a lot of boutique owners fall into. <laughs> yes. Cause we just keep buying more in hopes that that's, what's going to drive profit to the bottom line or more sales or more customers. Um, and it is important to have enough inventory. So you don't want to be too short on inventory. Cause then you also can't make your sales goals, but yes, like you said, Steve, not falling into that trap of just buying, 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 hoping that that's the fix that we're looking for in our business. Which of course brings me to my next question. How much um, detox for retail therapy do you have to give to the boutique <laughs> owner before they can really stop, you know, going every whatever Sunday and, and buying up new cute stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, actually not as much as you would think. It's more of just an awareness and a really calm helping hand because a lot of inventory-based businesses are small, right? A lot of retail boutiques are small. Most often it's you yourself and you that are running it. Maybe you have a team member or two, you know, and even if you have multiple locations, you're still really lonely. Most often as a boutique owner, you're making every decision by yourself. You're trying to figure out why all the time you're, you know, looking at what every other boutique is doing and trying to do what they're doing to increase your sales. And it can just be a really lonely journey journey. So a lot of times it's just me coming alongside saying, tell me what you got going on. Like, you know, a lot of times, even on that introduction, like consultation call, I'll say, how much inventory do you have on hand? And someone will say, you know what? I don't even know. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you know what? It's, it's okay. Cause we're going to figure that out. So it's just looking at, tell me the tools that you have now. I always like to say to my clients, I love a mess. Give me a good mess and let me help you fix it and straighten it up. Um, so it's more of that, just that calm helping hand of like, you've got the tools in your tool chest. Let me help you understand how to use them and what to look at. And it's so much fun to see the light bulbs come on and the confidence that a boutique owner or an inventory-based business owner will realize. And from that confidence, they build so much momentum, which then builds sales. So let's let's give a couple of practical things. So first of all, let's talk with the please don't ever do this ever again. What is the one thing that you find most common that if you could just ban it from all boutique owners you and have them do? What what's the thing they just shouldn't do anymore? They should no longer buy from emotion. You need to buy from data. And I know that doesn't sound sexy and fun. Um, but boy, it makes a difference. So stop buying from emotion and by emotion, I mean, you know, your customer or someone walks in off the street and they say, oh my goodness, if you just carried X, Y, Z, I would shop here all the time. Or why don't you carry this? I would, I would always buy things from you if you had this, or, you know, looking at your fellow boutique besties, Instagram and seeing all of the things that you think they're doing well. And so you're just going to go buy those same things. That's an emotional buy. Um, and if I could say anything, it's just stop buying from emotion and start to buy with a purpose and with intention. So where do we start? I mean, there's probably at least some prep work that a person should do before they give you their glorious mess or things that they can do on their own. What's a couple of pieces of advice that a person could do to, to get a handle on this starting today? Yeah. So um, if they come to me, they don't have to do anything. I'll ask them the questions and we just, you know, pound through those answers and then help them, you know, with a great action plan of here's what you can take and what you can implement today. I like to say I give information in bite-sized, manageable, actionable steps so that you can move the needle today. But if you're just going to say, you know what, Sierra, I really want to start just kind of cleaning this up and cleaning up my act and, and working on some things on my own. I would say start by looking at the fixed expenses. So I know we've been talking a lot about inventory, but um, it's really important to set a sales goal in order to build a buying budget. 
And in order to build a sales goal, you have to know what your business costs you to run every day first. So I always say that's step one, just write, take out a notepad, write down every single thing that you think you spend in your business month to month, something that you have to, you know, your subscription for Shopify or, you know, memberships that you have, payroll, rent, utilities, anything that is a fixed everyday cost, excluding inventory. So every other cost that you have to run your business, take a look at that. And from that, you can see, okay, maybe my business cost me $5,000 a month to run. And so because of that, I need to make at least X amount in sales. And from that, you set your sales goal. And then once that is done, you can create your open to buy. Mm, that's good. I like that. So, uh, you know, in a perfect world, actually what they should do is just call you and let you help them sort out this glorious mess. Yes. How <laughs> does a person get in contact with you and go deeper with you? Yeah. So there's a couple ways because I also understand every business owner's at a different place in their journey, both emotionally, financially, you know, all of those pieces. So there's a couple things. The, the first thing they should just do is go to my website. So the boutiqueworkshop.com. And on that page, there's some, there's a couple options. So I always have a free masterclass. I actually have one coming up here. Um, it's called the inventory genius. So much fun. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, all the basics of inventory management, how to buy well, how to mark things up, when to mark things down, all that good stuff. So I always have a free masterclass um, coming around the bend um, in one form or another. Um, and then I have a membership. So if you say, okay, Sierra, I, I need a little bit more than just some free education. I'd like some accountability. My boutique workshop membership is awesome. Every single month we take one um, concept and I break it down every week and we work on it as a group. And then if you say, you know what, Sierra, that sounds great, but I just don't do the group thing. Like I need one-on-one -on -one handholding. I need you to like dig into my business. Um, on that same page, you can just apply to be a coaching client. So there's really, you know, kind of all the levels, depending on, you know, if you're ready to just kind of dip your toe in the water, or if you're like, nope, Sierra, I want you to take a deep dive. We can do any of those things. And that URL again was? Theboutiqueworkshop.com. Well, Sierra, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love what you do and, you know, all the things that you're offering to the entrepreneurial world. So thanks for letting me be just a very small part of it today, Steve. I really appreciate your time. Your numbers are one of the most powerful tools that you have in your entrepreneur arsenal, really in your life in general. And if you know your numbers, if you're watching them, if you take good care of those kind of things, then they will take care of you both in your business as well as in your life. Um, and when you let those slide, oh boy, can things go wrong really quickly. Um, and I hope that you do bring your talent and the tool, um, or you hire people who have talent in that area to help you be able to have control over the financial aspect of your life so that you can thrive every day while it's called today living as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. 
Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about tools, your talent, and the strategy of you, of showing up powerfully and being the best you that you can be in this world while it's called today. Not necessarily worrying about yesterday. In fact, we can't do anything about that. Now, can we? or having worry over what might be tomorrow, but just simply making a strong, powerful use of the tools available to us, the talents that we possess, and a strategy to make all of those work for us. We've had some powerful guests, and we've got one more coming up here to really help focus us in on the personal brand that is you, showing up as the best you that you can be. With that said, let's jump right into it. Join me in welcoming Nikki James. Hey, Nikki, how are you doing today? Hi, how are you? It's lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'd love to have you here. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in the world. So my name is Nikki James, as you just said, and I run Just Brand You, which is a... Um, brand business I'm all about championing women to be the face of their business to realize that they are enough um, and to realize that they don't need to like hide in the shadows and that actually they can be the forefront of their business and in turn they'll get ahead and they'll get amazing results and you know I think I want women to believe that now like to believe that actually they, they can be forward and out there and seen and heard so it's a very like yes it is about brand but I'm like on a mission to like battle that people don't have to have like one personality in the in the in their real lives and then one personality for business actually everything that you are is exactly what you should be showcasing perfect love it so for people who maybe are confused as to what's branding what's marketing what's sales all that explain to us what your brand is what does that mean oh my goodness that's like a great question so something I can sometimes get a little bit soapboxy about is when people say to me oh yeah but you do branding I'm like no I don't come on so branding is essentially like your logos and your websites and your visuals and the things that create and attract attention but your brand is essentially every single part of your business so I believe your brand is like the glue that holds everything together it's every touch point that somebody sees you on it's every time you show up in your business it's every time someone hears about you it's about the journey you take your clients on so you can imagine my frustration frustration when people go oh yeah but you just do branding and I'm like well no because like yes we need brand like we need branding like of course we do but we need more than that like we need to make sure that we are putting everything that we are into our business because at the end of the day there are so many entrepreneurs they pop up every single day right how are we going to differentiate ourselves? It's going to be in who we are. So I believe that actually a strong brand almost like over, like it works so well with your marketing. It almost like overtakes like everything that you should be doing in your business. So it needs to be the forefront of all your thinking. Mm, that makes so much sense. So the ultimate goal of really being a brand would be to be Coca-Cola, right? You know, where your name overtakes the whole category. Um, is that even real or possible in 2021 or? Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. It's so funny you mentioned that because actually um, I've just got a book out at the moment and I write about Coca-Cola in that book. And I say, the reason that, so people think that they've got their brand sorted the second their logos are done. And I say to them, okay, well, let's take Coca-Cola. And do you remember when Coca-Cola took like their name off their Coke cans and then they put our names on their Coke cans and everyone was like, oh my God, it was their bottles actually, not their cans. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like, and like this massive thing, like everybody was like around the shops trying to like get in front of like Coca-Cola bottles and see if they had like their names on them and everybody wanted a Coca-Cola bottle with their name on them and if you think about like what Coca-Cola have done there they can take all of their like they take all their strip all their visuals off their brand but they're still recognized as Coca-Cola so we can be like at the end of the day like we we have two choices we either hide in the shadows or we make a name for ourselves we shout from the rooftops and like I think 
if you if you're not prepared to do that if you're not prepared to build your brand from like the foundations up and make sure that it's rock solid someone else who is your competitor or does what you do is going to do that anyway so we have a choice like do we want to get ahead and in which case a brand needs to be a massive part of your strategy and yeah you probably do need to be a little bit more coca-cola because i don't want to just see people that have got visuals and that's all they're known for so we need to te- like strip all those visuals back and actually be like well who's the person behind that because that's the person that gets remembered mm, that's so powerful so i mean a lot of people they just skip their brand you know they go straight to quote unquote creating a website or on to facebook or something like that but it's real important i mean how does a person even get started so, so I always like to think about it. When we first start out as entrepreneurs, I think we all get the wobbles. We get the, what happens if it doesn't work? What happens if this is like the biggest, scariest step I've ever made? Like what happens if I'll, I'll never get to the financial figure that I want or I'll never be able to make the change in the world that it is that I want to make? Like, and we always think all of these things. And I think wobbles are natural. And I almost like to describe it as like, you know, like the hula girls that sit on a dashboard that are like rooted to the dashboard and they like wobble from side to side. And I always think that essentially that's what we're like in our business. Because when we work on our brand, no matter what you're not going to fall off the dashboard you're like rooted to the dashboard with your foundations of your brand so that's really understanding like who it is that you're going to serve really understanding your differentiation like your secret source what it is that you bring to the table that other people can't bring to the table it's like connecting with your story and your vision and your why and your purpose and actually what makes you you and I always say to my clients that's that's where you need to start because if you start with that then everything you build off of that is almost like your springboard and it is like your thing like that hula girl dashboard like wobbly thing I don't even know what they're called but like they're essentially like you know like she's gonna wobble and we're all gonna have wobbles and I think anybody that says like in business they don't have wobbles and it's just plain sailing now it's just completely wrong like we all have wobbles no matter what level you're at but if you're rooted in your brand and your foundations and who you are and what your brand's about rather than worrying about all the other parts of it like because they come and they're important and yeah your website can work really hard for you of course it can but it isn't going to work hard for you if you don't know all of those foundational parts of your brand first so you will fall off the dashboard and no one wants to fall off the dashboard right we all want to be rooted to the dashboard absolutely so how much of what you do really is more about helping a person both discover themselves as well as share who they are with the world? So I think that it's most of what I do. So I have a three-step process of define brand you, become brand you, and live brand you. And I spend most of my time talking around the define brand you part of my process, which is who you are and what you're going to, what you bring to the table, what change you want to make, like who you are as a person. I think personal brand is more and more important because at the end of the day, that's our only differentiation. Someone else could have a conversation with you tomorrow and they can talk about brand stuff, but they're not going to be able to talk about it the way I do because I put a lot of myself into my brand. I use a lot of my like weird and wonderful analogies as you just, <laughs> as you just witnessed, like, and I put as much of myself into that because that's my differentiation. So yeah, eventually you are going to have to do all, all of the visual elements. Of course you are, but having a personal brand, I think is the most, one of the most important things you can do in your business now. And anybody that says that they don't have one, like you just literally can look at all the like high flying business people. They've all got personal brands. They're all known for who they are. They're all known for like what they're about. Like, and if you don't have that, then what have you got? Like you've got a business and you could be the best person. You could be, you could have the most killer ideas in the world. But if, if you haven't got a brand that like carries that through, if you've not got people from people, right. If you've not got that thing that people want to buy from, then they're not going to buy from you. People don't buy services, courses, programs, like they buy the person behind it because they can learn all, like we can learn most of this stuff all over the internet. So they buy from having time with that person. So if we can put more of that person into our brands, then we're going to have better chance of building connections. 
So it's about really working out who you are like, and then we can move on to the visuals and I won't move on to the visuals with a client or even discuss visuals with a client until they've done that. A lot of my clients say, you know, it's almost like, like somebody said to me today, actually, she was like, it's almost like therapy, like going through this. It's like you uncover like so much of yourself that you didn't even realize, like you uncover so much of yourself that's your passion, but so many entrepreneurs get this wrong because they spend so long thinking, well, right, what can I tick box off? Like, okay, I can tick box off like a logo. I can say I've got a website now. Like I can say I've got an Instagram platform and a Facebook platform and an email list. And that's great. But who do those people buy from? They're you. So why haven't you worked on that part first? Mm, that's so, so good. And your book, I want to make sure I'm looking at the right one. It is titled Just Brand You, Unlock Your Full Potential and transform your business by building a brand that looks, feels, and sounds like you. Is that, that's your book, that right? That is correct. That is my book. All right. Yeah, I'm looking at it here on Amazon while we're talking <laughs> too. So, so um, your book came out just recently, like in March, No, right? so it came out in April. It's not even been out for long. So it came out on the 13th of April. We were really, really lucky. We got like 20 bestsellers, which just honestly like blew me away. So I'm still like completely and utterly humble pie. Like I don't believe in like being like this person that's like, oh my gosh, look at this amazing thing that happened. Like I want to be like really real and really true. Like no level of success is going to change who I am, but it was like one of those like, oh my goodness, this actually happened moments. And it's just been, well, it's just been the most phenomenal experience. Absolutely. So um, what what is the journey you take the people on? Where do you want to... Um to be you know is an action by the time they're at the end of the book with you so I walk them through my system that I was just telling you about so the exact same system that I work with my one-to-one -one clients on that I work with my group program clients on because I believe that mainly because I work with women solely um I believe that every woman no matter whether they can afford to work with me in a one-to-one -one capacity or a group program capacity or can just buy my book need to be able to find a way that they're going to get their businesses off the ground so it's kind of a mixture within my book of my story um where i've where i've come from why my mission and my why is so important then why we feel like we can't be the face of our brands and all the things that we tell ourselves and then how actually we can almost like squash that and become the face of our brands and and step into the the woman that we're meant to be like i by the end of it i want almost all of the things that are on the front cover of my book so it talks about all the ways that people feel like they can't do things they've got imposter syndrome like they've got fear of failure like actually by the end of my book I want them to feel like they can do all of those things because I believe building a personal brand is a personal journey it's not just it's not just a, a money-making scheme it's a personal journey that you go on that makes you realize why you're enough so I want every person to read this and by the end of it be like yeah I'm enough and actually yeah I need to go and build this brand now and like I need to go and step into this brand so of course they can get the book it's available on Amazon and all the places you can buy books and both uh, paperback and Kindle form um, but if a person does want to work with you directly how do they get in contact with you um so come and have a come and have a conversation with me I don't believe in working with people unless I have a conversation with them because I want to get to know people like I'm an intuitive little soul so I want to know everyone so you can head on to my website which is justbrandu.co.uk um, and you can get in touch with me through there or you can follow me on one of my social channels they're all just at justbrandu um, and yeah let's have a conversation let's find out if we'd be a right fit let's find out if it's what you need at the moment because I'm not going to bring people on that aren't right so it's about it's about making sure that they're the right person for you the same way I need to be the right person for them. So let's um, leave the people with one thing that they could do right now today. What is like the number one thing a person should do to really start establishing the brand that is them? Get really, really clear on your brand message. So working out what it is that you want to achieve and how you're going to communicate that with your audience, because that not only gives clarity for you, it also gives clarity for them. And of course, you can get the book Just Brand You on Amazon. Uh, it is by Nikki James, or you can go to justbrandu.co.uk to uh, go further with Nikki. Nikki, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. No worries. Thank you so much for speaking to me. So what are you going to do with the tools in your life to help you be the most impactful?
with the talent that you possess. Yeah, you've got them. Don't try to ignore or pretend you don't. I know you do. And with the strategy, do you have a strategy for how you can show up as the best version of yourself? Just today. You know, we'll deal with tomorrow when tomorrow comes, but what can we do today? What can we do to be powerful, impactful, to change the world just today? I mean, I, I make it sound almost too flippantly easy, and I don't in any way mean to do it that way. Um, I just want us to focus. Um, in my class, um, I, I teach at least once a month, and we're, we're gearing it up, ramping it up to do even more so, but I teach a class on how to write your book in, in over a weekend. It's a three-day course, um, and we get your book done. And one of the things that I emphasize to my students is this. What if your book only ever helped one person? What if there was only one person that ever read your book, but that person, it changed their life? It made the difference for you. It made the difference rather for them between maybe even literally life and death. Maybe something as simple as a comfortable and more better life just by simply you being you and sharing who you are. Rather than putting all the pressure on ourselves of having to have to cure cancer, change the world, uh, you know, all the people, millions, helping all of that, take it one at a time. One by one, make the difference. Reach out, help people, change the world while it's called today with the tools that you have available to you, the talents that you absolutely have in your life, create a strategy of the brand that is you to use that you brand to make this world a better place, to change the very nature and fabric of the universe just simply by being you. You know you do. When you just simply take today and you be the best you you can be. Now I need to make sure that for those of you who haven't ever heard me say this before that you hear it today. Sometimes the best version of yourself is taking it easy on you. Sometimes to show up as the best you what you need to do today is take a nap, read a book, get a hug, Eat healthy, take a walk, get some sun on your face, do things that, you know, we often call self-care that really should just be being the best version of yourself because the world needs you and without you taking care of you, you won't be able to change the world like you're going to because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And as I said, the world needs you. I really hope that you can understand that whatever is placed in your hand today, maximize that. Use that tool in your hand. Put your talents to work. Have a strategy that is as simple as, how can I show up today in my life and in the life of just the one, just one person whose life I can make better today by just being me? If we'll do that, each of us individually, oh, what a world we'll live in. Oh, what an amazing place this earth will be. And I can tell you, you absolutely will show up as a thriving entrepreneur. And I thank you for it. Until we're together again next time, I hope that you're happy, safe, warm and loved, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
author who's on a mission. Stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You are-